The information provided in this podcast episode is for educational and entertainment purposes only and is in no way a replacement for a therapeutic relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Marlene Francois Madden is the founder and CEO of Hearts Empowerment Counseling Center, a therapy practice based for millennial women and teen girls. With over 13 years of clinical experience, she has become a sought after expert in mental health, trauma, self-care, and girls' leadership. Marlene has shared her expertise at dozens of universities, colleges, community organizations, churches, and conferences, including the Congressional Black Caucus for Women and Girls. Her organization, Far More Precious, has awarded $2,500 in scholarships to minority girls since 2013 and continues to educate young women ages 14 to 19 to dream beyond the barriers they face to reach their fullest potential. She was named by the White House as a nominated changemaker at the State of the Women's Summit during the Obama administration. She is the founder of the Therapist Planner, which is the first planner designed for mental health professionals. Marlene has a bachelor's degree in psychology from Penn State University and a master's of social work degree from Rutgers University in Newark. She is a member of the National Association for Social Worker and chair of the Legislative and Social Action Committee. She is currently licensed as a licensed clinical social worker in the state of New Jersey. Marlene's work has been featured in Bustle, Huffington Post, Fox 5, Hot 97 Radio, and various other media platforms. Family, let's welcome Marlene Francois Madden to the Minding My Black Business Podcast. Welcome to Minding My Black Business. All right, family, welcome to another episode of the Minding My Black Business Podcast. And today we have Miss Marlene Francois Madden here with us in the at the show and I'm so excited to have her here wait till you hear about all the cool things that she is doing and has done and you will also be excited so welcome Marlene hi thank you for having me on the show absolutely can you introduce yourself to the family and then let them know where they can find you Absolutely. So my name is Marlene Francois Madden. I am a licensed clinical social worker in the state of New Jersey. I have a therapy practice that focuses working with women and teen girls that deal with um, anxiety and depression and a wide range of, of stressors. And aside from that, I like to call myself a creativepreneur. So I have this creative mind where that's constantly running and going, where I like to create products and courses but I'm also big on self-care, so I'm the self-care guru, I'd like to say. Mm-hmm. Um, so as far as finding me, people can find me on any of my social media platforms, which is Marlene Francois on every platform and MarleneFrancois.com. Fantastic. And so we will definitely make sure we have those links up in the show notes so people can access that and see all the wonderful things you're doing from therapy to coaching to webinars to speaking to products. You know, she has it all. You can find it at her website. So we'll we'll make sure they have access to that. One of the newest things that you're doing, well, it's not the newest things, but 
the most recent project to sort of roll out. It's the 2019 Therapist Planner, which I think is so fantastic. Can you can you tell other folks about it? Yes, absolutely. So I am, I love planning. I love planning my life, my schedule. I'm very big on smart goals and executive functioning, as I like to call it. Mm -hmm. So I decided to create a planner product. I would say um, fall of 2016 is when I created it. So, so this is our third year as far as launching the planners and it's called the therapist planner and it's designed for mental health professionals. So a daily planner where you can schedule all of your appointments to having um, your monthly business expense sheets where you can keep track of your expenses regarding your therapy practice, regarding your CEUs you take, your training, all your expenses. And also it has like an index in the back that has common psychotropic medications that we are familiar with, or maybe some that we aren't too familiar with. It also has ICD-10 codes that we may utilize in our practice and has, you know, um, CEU tracker form because sometimes we lose those workshops, the certificates from the workshop if, if people aren't so organized, you know, and for me, I've been big on organization and I know sometimes it's an area that people struggle with. So by having this planner, they can keep track of some of their expenses. So when you meet with your accountant, maybe you can show your accountant and the back of your planner, your business expense sheet and your monthly expense sheet. Maybe you can take a picture of that to send to your accountant and keep track of it. If you need a paper in case your QuickBooks or any other system you use decides to crash on you. So I decided to create this planner and part of it was me being the creative preneur that just wanted to create something that I know that would be beneficial to the community. Um, so I truly enjoy doing these products. I love it. It's amazing to see people get it in their hands and utilize it to kind of stay on track with their appointments. That way we're not double booking our clients or other opportunities that we have. Absolutely. No, that's such a beautiful um, gift that you've given us in terms of being able to have all these things in one uh, space. And when you think about it, it's sort of hard to even conceptualize all the ways in which um, private practice owners have to think about uh, to manage their business. So from the CEU yeah. to the accountant pieces to the client pieces. So thank you for that. Um, and I also You're want welcome. a link up for that. So our fellow therapists or even therapists in training can can have access to that, that plan and purchase that. So you have called yourself a creative preneur, which I love. Uh, <laughs> and so um, it's clear that you have a mind that sort of taps into the needs of, of us for fellow private practice owners. Um, but so with all these things that you have going on, how are you? How has Black entrepreneurship been treating you so far? How, how are things going? It's been treating me well, um, surprisingly. Um, and I think part of it's because I'm very intentional with my schedule, with my time. Mm -hmm. I'm very big on boundaries. Mm -hmm. So for me, I, I noticed that when you become an entrepreneur, there's the part where you're doing service work or maybe you have products. Mm -hmm. So you're doing that part of the work, right? right? And then there's the other part of your business where you have to manage the business so you can constantly keep growing or scaling your business. Mm -hmm. So you're constantly, so you may sometimes be working overtime. And that's where for me, I had to be extremely intentional to make sure that I don't get to a place where I'm burnt out, where I lose the passion for what I signed myself up for, because this is something that I see that happens often where entrepreneurs go into something that they truly love 
and then a few months go by, they feel isolated or they feel like they're overwhelmed with the responsibilities or they feel like, okay, well, I have a slow month. What do I do to replace this income? Mm -hmm. Or they feel like they lose out on their friendships or being able to spend time with their loved ones with birthdays and holidays because they have to invest in their business at the time in that season. Mm -hmm. So for me, I've been extremely intentional with, with, with how I operate my business to the point where I feel like it just feels like I'm living a dream. Like mm. I love what I get to do. Mm-hmm. Wow, that you know that is the ideal to to have to be able to work in a space where it doesn't necessarily feel like work or or it, it produces joy for you. So that sounds like you found that. But you mentioned boundaries earlier. I'm curious about that. So um, I know the answer to this, but I want I want the family to hear this from you. So what are boundaries and how might they show up in business building? How might you enact some boundaries as you're building your business? Yeah, so boundaries for me means creating some sort of barriers, some walls. You're not being guarded, you're not blocking people out, but you're creating these walls where you can be emotionally healthy. It doesn't take you over the edge to the point where it's inducing some sort of anxiety. Mm. So for me, boundaries is saying no. And sometimes saying no to things that you enjoy doing, saying no to people, places, and things, as I like to call it. Mm. So uh, when you have a, when, when you're operating in your business, you have people that are seeking out for help. So whether you are in private practice or you offer another type of business, if you're a life coach, if you have a, a product, if you're a speaker, oftentimes, you know, you have to set those limits. So maybe you operate your business from nine to five, or maybe you don't, and people are reaching out to you. And now with the world of social media, people have access to us. Mm-hmm. They can just find us on LinkedIn. And LinkedIn, if you log into LinkedIn, the little green button comes on, and it means that you're online. You log into your Facebook if you read the message, it shows the other person that you read the message. You log into Instagram, you're on your Insta stories, you're posting pictures, and people are sliding your DMs, of like to call it, and you read the message, it shows it's read. So now for that person who has read the message, they may feel this anxiety that rises up where they feel like, okay, I have to respond back. And if I don't respond back right away, then the person's going to say something. This may reflect my business. But it's important to set those boundaries early on with people and let people know the boundaries that you have. Let people know like, okay, if you need to reach out to me, maybe instead of you sliding my DMs at 11 o'clock at night on a Friday night, Mm -hmm. send me an email on Monday morning to let me know, hey, um, X, Y, Z. So creating those clear boundaries with people so they are aware. But if you don't create those boundaries early on during the business building process, you may get overwhelmed, you may feel overworked. Um, And something else I see that happens with private practitioners as they're building their private practices Mm -hmm. is that they probably, some of them don't set a clear schedule as far as the days they would like to see clients. Mm -hmm. So when they're getting those intake calls that come in, the consultation calls, they're just committing people anywhere. So maybe you decided you wanted to fill up your Tuesday calendar and your Thursday calendar and the client says, oh, those days don't work for me. Now you're like, oh, well, what works for you? Okay, I'll put you Friday at 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. And now every Friday at 7 p.m., you're seeing this client, but you know your Fridays were used to being family days or family nights or happy hour with your girlfriend, mm-hmm. but now you just gave that up, something that brought you fulfillment and joy, and you gave that up to now being restricted with what you can do with your time because you're trying to build your business, so you want to 
maximize the amount of clients you get in your practice. Absolutely. And I see this happen and then people become burnt out. They feel like, okay, I don't know how much I enjoy this because my schedule is all over the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that sort of leads to my next question. I think and you also just touched on something around, um, you know, the anxiety around the, the financial piece. That's real. And so um, I think sometimes yeah. for, for new business owners, um, particularly those for, you know, new to private practice, it sometimes can feel almost like a desperate situation. Like, I don't know where my next client will come from, um, particularly if you, you know, just yeah. got that, you know, website launched or whatever. And so it is sort of that feeling of, I need to make sure that I see every person that makes contact with me, whether they feel appropriate or not. And I'm saying with respect to schedule, but you've made such a good point to not let the business sort of interfere with your own personal time, family time, or um, time to nurture your relationships. And so my next question, which is very much connected to this is, how might we know as black entrepreneurs that we are having that our boundaries are now poor that we need to improve our boundaries like what are some common missteps that you've seen us make over um scheduling so maybe you have multiple planners you mm-hmm. have your online scheduling system your practice management schedule your like your electronic record system mm-hmm. and you put in a client for 2 p.m., but you had a business luncheon for 2 p.m., or you had a workshop to go to at 2 p.m., or you had a doctor's appointment. So now you're, you're trying to schedule too many things at one time. You forget um, you're meeting with your clients, but you're not fully prepared. You're not fully present in that moment to really give them the help that they need to provide that safe space. And sometimes your clients can see it. They can tell and look at you and see that, you know, you're not really ready you're just mm-hmm. all over the place you know your office is not set up in the space where they're fully ready to come in your right. client shows up at two o'clock they're showing up at two o'clock to turn the lights on at the same time <laughs> when you should probably be there right. a little bit earlier when they mm-hmm. walk in you know your room smells like eucalyptus right. lavender and chamomile the, the, the tone is set you have set the atmosphere for them to come in and feel like yes because imagine walking to a spa and you feel like, oh, wait, you're just turning the lights on. Like, right. I'm already, I came here. I came here so you can make me feel good. Right. But right. you're not even ready. So this is cutting my spa time. You right. know, so things like that. So, um, so, so some of that also to falling behind on some of the business building aspects of the behind the scenes of your business. So falling behind on your notes, your, your billing system and, um, not getting back to those calls, the referrals that come in, and you're feeling extremely overwhelmed. And, you know, as far as like home life too, maybe you're not eating three meals a day, you're neglecting your social life, you're neglecting things that you could be doing for yourself that you once enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you're up late at night and you're not getting enough sleep. Mm-hmm. Your nutrition is off. It's just way off. Right, <laughs> uh, because right. sometimes you just rush. You're eating on the go now because you don't have time to make your meals. So you're rushing and eating on the go. Mm-hmm. And usually when you're eating on the go, you're eating fast food, things that are mm-hmm. quick to get, right? right you're right. not going to go and find um, somewhere to sit down and prepare the salad and make it for yourself. Right. Um, so so some of the things where you're, like, you're neglecting who you are as a person, you're neglecting, um, you're, you're not listening to your body. So you may have some of the, physical symptoms where you're having headaches and migraines and stomach aches and um, extremely fatigued. 
maybe you're having some sort of emotional response. So like you're, you're constantly doubting yourself. You have all these negative thought patterns. Um, some, the other thing too, imposter syndrome, because that's a real thing. Having some of that, um, maybe, maybe you're looking, looking at some of your other colleagues and you're like, oh, wow, they're doing so well. And I feel like I should just close my door. So now you're yeah. comparing yourself and maybe there's jealousy and bitterness that roots in. So mm. there's just so much that goes into it where we're not, where if we're not intentional with being aware with where we being self-aware, then we can get into this place where we're not even providing the right work that we need to do for our clients because we're not in that right headspace. Right. Right. You're absolutely right. Um, yeah. Like some of those things sort of hit, uh, really close to home because I'm thinking about some of the you know the little small accommodations that you start to make and then before you know it you've gone way past what you're comfortable with um, whether that's related yeah. to scheduling or getting proper rest or paperwork and so all those things and I'm like yeah I remember those times everything that you're, <laughs> everything that you're saying I'm like, yeah. yep, uh-huh. mm-hmm. unfortunately I remember that um, and so yeah. In in an effort to not make it feel all doom and gloom, because I think to some extent all entrepreneurs are susceptible to having their boundaries slip or even tested uh, by clients or whomever. Um, what are ways in which we can like turn that around? So say we recognize that we're doing a poor job of taking care of ourselves or we're scrambling to appointments and we just are, you know, recognizing now like, oh man, something's wrong. What are some ways in which we can correct these these boundaries? Yeah, so one of the things first you want to recognize that okay, this is not this is not right. Something is wrong. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, if you have to lay out a schedule to figure out, okay, how can I be intentional with setting my schedule? Mm-hmm. So looking at your Monday through Friday and figuring out what days of the week am I seeing clients? Now is this the ideal schedule that I wanted to build for myself or not? What days do you want to stay home and work on other things regarding your business, regarding marketing and um, submitting those, those claims, getting back to insurance companies and phone calls and other business opportunities. So being able to be, be fully aware of how your schedule looks now and what you want your ideal schedule to look like, mm-hmm. but also recognizing that it's going to take consistency and it's going to take you being assertive. Mm-hmm. So being able to say no looking at your schedule and saying, all right, I'm going to have to tell this client I'm moving you over to another day. Granted, you have to assess your client to make sure if your client is fully equipped and ready to move them. Maybe you're working with someone who really needs um, therapeutic services at that time, and that's the only day that's available, and you're okay with shifting some other things around, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But looking at your schedule and saying, well, I'm only going to take clients on three, four days a week, and these other days, I'm going to focus on family time, self-care, Maybe I'll focus on working on my business or other business ventures. So being able to be consistent and laying out those um, those rules and putting it out there that way when you have new clients coming in, they're fully aware of what your schedule looks like. You've created those boundaries and they respect it. Mm-hmm. So um, laying out your schedule, saying no to people, places, and things, and also penciling and self-care. Mm-hmm. Now, Mm-hmm. I always tell people with a pencil in self-care if they have not established a daily self-care routine where it becomes normal. Now, it's normal for people to take a shower every day, mm-hmm. but for most people, at least, mm-hmm. it's normal to take a shower every day. It's normal to, like, you know, 
eat a meal, at least one meal a day. It's a normal thing. As long as, you know, you're not, there's no health restrictions or you're going through some sort of depressive state. But most of the time people, they generally, okay, I'm gonna, I know every day I need to take a shower. I know every day I need to go here and do this. And it becomes a normal thing. So we have to do the same thing with self-care. So until someone gets to that point where it becomes a daily and normal activity in their life, they should lay, take out their schedule and say, I'm going to pencil in self-care. Because so often what people do is they look at their calendar and they find an empty slot, they fill it with something. Right. And they fill it with some sort of activity. They fill it with seeing a client. You know, a friend calls you up and says, hey, let's go and do this. And now you look at your calendar, you put it in that slot. Mm-hmm. Rather than tr- looking at your calendar and say, okay, where can I fit in some time for myself? Even if it's for two hours out of that day, um, once a week or something to the point where you can make it a daily habit where you're establishing some time for yourself, but penciling it in until it becomes a normal habit and pattern. And when it does, then, you know, every day when I get in the morning, I'm setting my intentions. I'm having some time with myself, um, reflecting, meditation, spirituality, or maybe at nighttime, you're having that time with yourself where you're journaling, you're reflecting, um, you're, you have some sort of sleep hygiene. That's one of the things that I do every single night, sleep hygiene. So you have some sort of pattern in place where it becomes a normal thing for you to do. Mm-hmm. I like that idea. You know, so one of the things that I'm finding that's very much connected to what you've said, um, which is very different from what I thought would happen for me, is I'm having to schedule things like that that are not connected to the business. So time with friends, time with loved ones, remembering like, oh, this birthday is coming, like just really writing everything on a calendar. And so um, the reason why I say this is because that's not how I used to operate. (laughs) That's not how I used to operate. But now I'm finding if I don't write it down, it doesn't get the time and attention. Um, And not because it's not important to me. It's just, it slipped off my radar some sort of way. And so the Mm -hmm. idea of writing these things down, making space for them. Um, it took, for me, it took a minute to sort of get used to that idea. But now when it comes to like, even talking to friends, I'm like, okay, pull out your calendar. I'm pulling out mine. Let's make this happen. Because if we say like, oh yeah, we're going to catch up. Then what I found is that oftentimes those things don't happen. They're just sort of like those false promises. Um, so I like, oh, yeah. I, I like the <laughs> idea of like writing these things down, whether they're with someone else or just for yourself um, to, so that you have um, the space to do it throughout the day or throughout the week. You know, sometimes I've heard from folks, they hear boundaries and they um, kind of recoil. Like it almost feels like a dirty word uh, to, say, mm-hmm. <laughs> to say boundaries. And um, I have to, so sometimes what I'll do is I'll tell them about, you know, I'll make what I, what I consider to be a really like simple analogy and talk to them about Chick-fil-A because I feel like most of us can relate to Chick-fil-A, whether that's the, you know, the actual sandwich yeah. or the fries <laughs> or the lemonade. We all mm-hmm. uh, have a soft, soft space in our heart for Chick-fil-A. And so this is not a sponsor, sponsored podcast though, by the way. But anyway, so, uh, <laughs> so I will say like, so what happens for you on Sunday when you want Chick-fil-A? What do you do? And so they said, well, there's nothing I can do because it's closed. I said, right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. 
But on Monday, you still want Chick-fil-A, what do you do? I go to Chick-fil-A. All right. And so the point that I like to make to entrepreneurs is that people will respect your boundaries. Um, if it's a product mm-hmm. that they want, enjoy, that they need, they will respect your boundaries. When the when the you know lights are off, they will go and do what they need to do. When they are on, they'll come back to you. And so I think sometimes entrepreneurs feel scared about, well, if I say I can't do this Friday night at 7 p.m. appointment, then that means I won't be able to schedule this person at all. I won't see any more clients or, you know, that we have to sort of make all these continued accommodations um, to, to get people in or to get the money. And so that feels like a real heavy thing. And so what are some ways, some ways in which you think that, um, having better boundaries will lead to better business. I think that's probably something that that entrepreneurs need to hear. Oh, yeah. Um, And so one of the ways that it'll lead to better business is the fact that you can fully be present with your clients, um, the community that you're serving. And not only that, it helps you to have better boundaries with the type of business you're operating and the type of um, the audience that you're meeting with, you're not just taking any client in. So for me as a therapy practice, um, so often, you know, you'll hear people say that, oh, well, when you're starting a business, you have to just take everybody in. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not a Walmart therapy practice. Mm-hmm. I'm a yes, very niche boutique practice. So I know I have to work within my scope. So if you have a niche, a niche that you're working with, and you know that you only see a particular, you only work with couples and a particular type of couples, um, because you know you flow better in your work and you're an expert in that area, then by working with them, you know that it's going to be easier for you as you're spending an hour, you know, whether it's 45 minutes to 90 minute session, you know that you're going to flow, you're going to love it, it's going to be good, good stress. But if a client calls you and they want you to see their six-year-old child to do play therapy, but you're not a registered play therapist, you don't even have any toys in your office, Mm. and you decide to take on the challenge because you want that money, what is going to happen? You're going to feel stressed out. You're going to feel overwhelmed, overworked, and you're running and scrambling to figure out how to better serve this client because you didn't place those boundaries by saying no. Mm-hmm. I can refer to someone else who is better because now you're a disservice not only to yourself, but also that client you're serving because you're not helping them. You may be providing, it may be more harm that you're doing to that client. Right. So boundaries is a safe area. It's not a restriction you're placing. It's helping you to really provide great work on your end, but also for that client too, for them to feel good. So um, when you have those boundaries you place in your business early on, it's great because then you know exactly what what kind of clients you're serving and you're working with, what days of the week you're going to set those limits, and then you'll be able to have the freedom to do other things that brings you happiness. So um, it's not something that I want people to be scared of when it comes to their business and placing those boundaries and not having this fear that, oh, well, I'm not going to make enough money and, you know, what if my business um, doesn't go, do well, mm-hmm. but it's important. That's why it's important to have some sort of business plan early on. You're placing those boundaries even within that, looking at your business plan and saying like, okay, how am I doing? Let me check on my business. How's it going? Do a SWOT analysis. 
review your strengths and all those things to see, okay, what can I do to improve my business? Mm -hmm. What can I do to improve my own um, work, inner work that I'm doing within myself, um, whether it's through supervision, having some sort of support group. um, So that way you're also thriving as your business is thriving too. That's wonderful. Because I was about to ask you about that. Like, do you think that it's helpful to, for entrepreneurs to have, um, a community or even just one person to, in terms of like accountability, like these are some new things I'm trying to, um, enact or some boundaries I'm trying to put in place. Um, is that, do you think that would be helpful for entrepreneurs to have someone to, you know, sort of hold the mirror up to them when they do that? Yeah, absolutely. Whether it's having, whether you're joining a community, some sort of support group, so like group group consultation, like consultation groups for, or peer supervision, I guess they call it, for a lot of private practitioners, or um, there's something called the BNI Business Network, BNI, I don't know what the I stand for, but it's like a networking group among business professionals. Uh, yeah, I think the it's local international of, or something like that. I think it's international. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, whether you're joining your chamber of commerce, um, mm-hmm. so you can link arms with other experts and other fields, um, having a business bestie, mm-hmm. having some sort of business coach or mentor. So what I like about having these different things is that they all can bring something to you. So you know your business bestie, you call up, that person you can vent, they'll you know, help you to like say, no girl, you're not going back to <laughs> nine to five. This is what you're gonna do. Right. You're gonna cut down on those expenses. You're not gonna get your nails done this week. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna take that $40 you get your nails done to invest in your business. So you have that person who's gonna check you but I like the idea of having some sort of um, support group that you're a part of, um, some sort of networking group where maybe they're the expert in something you're not. So maybe someone on that team is an accountant. They have their CPA. So now you can take their brain and they offer their services to you. Or you have a friend that's an attorney and you need them to review a speaker's contract or um, some sort of um, contract agreement you have for, for one of your your, your um, contracts or employees that you hire so by having different people among your team it really helps you to see okay well this is not something I'm good at but they are the experts let me see if I can get their help or pay for their services so having that support so they can like also look at your business and see like okay where do you need help and how I can help you to grow your business what are some things you're doing wrong that's going to help you because at the end of the day we need to learn how to like sometimes pull ourselves out of it because we're doing everything, especially when you're starting your business. Sometimes you're doing everything. You're the, you're the therapist, you're the CEO, you're the accountant to the graphic designer, to the marketer. You're playing all roles and all hats and you're doing so much. And sometimes you have to pull back and say, what can I delegate? What do I need to say no to? How do I let go of this control that I have? Mm-hmm. and give it over to someone else who can help my business to grow. Mm-hmm. That way you have more flexibility to do other things. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and can get back to the thing that made you start the business in the first place. <laughs> so having, you know, more autonomy, having more time for yourself and family. Yeah. 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 Oh my goodness. That was so good. Okay. So <laughs> Raleigh, I feel like I could pick your brain the next couple of hours, but as entrepreneurs, we know time is money. And so I am going to wrap this up, but I definitely would like to ask you before we leave, what does minding my black business mean to you? 
It means staying in your lane. Stay in your lane. <laughs> perfect what you do. Execute. Stay in your lane. Execute with, with um, excellence. Mm-hmm. And mind your business. Yeah. You know what? What you know? What homegirl does over there and what he does over there. That's their business. It has nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. Just do what you got to do for your business and using your your strength to to really execute mm-hmm. and staying in your lane. Because when you don't operate in your lane. It shows. So when you operate in your lane, everything will work out. Mm. Yes, ma'am. Okay. I feel like I can't say anything else uh, to that. Thank you. Thank you. So thank you, Marlene. It has been such a pleasure um, to have you join us today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Absolutely. So if you want to know more and you like what you heard, don't forget to like subscribe and comment on the podcast also follow the movement on our website mindingmyblackbusiness.com and on our facebook and instagram pages under minding my black business and on twitter under minding my black biz so peace and blessings to us all family and when you're out there and they ask you what you're doing let them know that you're minding my black business